Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. When to walk away from a commercial property deal, it's actually more complicated than you think. Most people think that uh, if the vow doesn't stack up or rent is too over-rented, like too expensive and it's not market rent, or that it has a roof repair that needs doing and even other things that may impact it, that it is absolutely time to walk away. That's not the case in commercial because everything's negotiable. It's all there is is a price point and what is equitable for both parties. You've got to think win-win rather than the small things it's not about you losing and the other party winning it's not about them winning and you're losing it's about finding the right solution that works for both you and the vendor and you have to look at it from a deal making point of view now when to walk away is very very different depending whether you're doing an uplift deal a set and forget or whether you're looking at something that has growth or development potential they vary from one to the other so join me in this podcast and let me walk you through when i think and today I'm actually going to talk about something that's really interesting and it is about when to walk away from your commercial property deal. Now the market is crazy and it is frantic out there but the question keeps asking people get into deals and then they realize they go through due diligence and they realize that the deal just isn't stacking up either in returns or things are being blown out of proportion and then we're looking at it going well, when should we walk away from this deal? Is it that because the pest and building came back bad or is it because the outgoings were misrepresented or is it that it said it had a development potential and now it doesn't? But the thing is we may have wasted a month, sometimes even three months on the deal and now we come to nothing and we've spent ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000, all these reports and reviews and all these things and ultimately we end up with nothing and then we're emotionally attached. So... When do we walk away from a commercial property deal? Now, this is really important because get it wrong and you kick yourself and get it right, you have all to gain. See, the thing is, if you walk away from a deal and someone else took it over and did the hard and, you know, picked up on your hard work and then capitalized on it, you will kick yourself for it. So if you lost the deal because you're trying to get the every last dollar out of it and you end up, you know, losing it over ten dollars or $20,000, then that is when you kick yourself. Or alternatively, you get in and you realize that even though it might be an off-market deal or it might be a deal that seemed good, but it ended up being like you know lower yield than you than than you thought, and then the cap the potential you couldn't capitalize on it, um, and you didn't walk away, then you're suffering from it later on. Look, I've I've had that mistake. I made that mistake when I first started investing in commercial property. I could have done my due diligence better. Um, and obviously I'm paying for that in the future and that's what happens like mistakes in commercial sometimes don't happen the first six months but may happen you know later on down the track um, when it comes to things like capital works and and potential that you need to realize so you don't want to be left holding a white elephant so this is where I'm going to tell you some key points about when to walk away from the deal so when we're doing due diligence obviously we check all the outgoings we check everything else but the number one point when we tell our clients to walk away from the deal is where the capital cost does not add any more benefit to the value or the tenant internally okay so let's for example say that you are doing the due diligence on a property and everything stacks up except that it needs the 
um, the roof being replaced, like in the next, say, 24 months, um, sometimes within the next 12 months. And that on if you're buying a strip shop or something like that could be anywhere from 50 70,000 to 150,000. Now this is where you obviously go back for renegotiation, but a lot of vendors are not going to cut 50, 70 or 150,000 dollars off the purchase price. So you're left holding whether you should go ahead or not. In this situation is the time we tell you this is the time to walk away. While you would um Obviously, once you put a roof on that property, you're going to have 30 years of trouble-free roofing um, and issues and making a tenant happy. The, the $100,000 you're about to spend on a roof does not and will not equate to a rise in rent or how the value of the property. Your property is not going to gain value by a hundred grand just because you spent it on the roof. So therefore, in that situation, you could do better by finding a property where you didn't have that roof issue. The only caveat to that is if you own a roofing company, and that it, you know, you can do it for cheap and it's a write off for you. So, but failing that, any other thing, that is the time one of those capital costs you have to walk away. Number two, structural issues that cannot be solved easily. So if there is major structural issues that you can't just quickly underpin and, you know, create other footings or anything else that can be solved within a small amount of money. And I mean, small amount of money, say that you're buying property for a million dollars or two million dollars that you can't solve for like, say, twenty, thirty thousand dollars and that you need to be spending hundreds of thousands of dollars. So above fifty, seventy thousand dollars to do it, then that's another thing to, to walk away from that along with, you know, things like concrete cancer and stuff like that unless of course you are in the business so or the the vendor is with or the vendor is willing to take that off um, from the purchase price or at least meet you significantly uh, more than halfway for it um, that is when you walk away because by doing that you're spending money and it's going to cost you more to maintain that property um, than what you have in the long term as well so that is definitely another point uh, the other thing to consider is um, where where you have outgoings that is going to be exponentially great into the future. So I'm not talking about how you might looking at rates notices and that in certain areas like ACT, even in areas like regional Queensland, where the rates notice are higher um, than potentially somewhere in Sydney or Melbourne and things like that. And that's because there's less people there, but there's a certain upkeep that they need to do. So in that sense, if say it's $7,000 for rates for a year, and normally you would be paying five in, you know, in somewhere like Sydney or even $10,000 in ACT when you pay something like five in Sydney, um, that is fine if you know that's going to be what it is going forward every year and that it's only indexed by CPI. But where it goes from, and I've seen this where land value jumps significantly, um, and your tenants on a gross lease, meaning that they're not paying outgoings, that you have, um, you paying two and a half thousand, you know, two years ago, and all of a sudden becomes five. And then the, the projection is that it will become, you know, four. And yeah, um, you know, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to continue to grow. That is where you realize that it, your margin is actually shrinking. And that's where um, the deal is not stacking up as well. Um, from there, also, there's certain things where certain clients will uh, affect uh, your insurance policy. If your insurance policy spikes really highly and cannot be uh, brought down because of things that's going to happen um, and there's no way to really reduce it, then that's also a way to walk away, especially if it's gross lease and your tenant is not going to be taking care of the outgoings. If your tenants are taking care of the outgoings, that's fine. There's no issues with that. But the main thing is about um, the outgoings out of control and not controllable in the future for you so that for you the holding cost is too much. Um, 
so those are the, the points where you don't walk away from a deal is that you do not walk away where you're negotiating over five, ten, twenty thousand dollars of works the vendor can do, and these are not structural works but minor works that you can do. So, um, replacing parts of the bathroom or even a whole cabinet. Um, getting some slight waterproofing down or fixing a slight leak, um, things like maybe a rot in the window, or even sometimes to just get a compliance done on like um, a mezzanine floor, which may cost you 20 grand, but could add substantial value because it's more lettable area. Um, so you always got to look at what you're getting in return for what you're laying out. And and the whole thing is a balancing act. And when we do due diligence and we come to the end of our due diligence, our team come together with our clients and we make a call of, is it worth to walk away or is it worth to stick to the deal? Most of the time we stick to the deal or we find a way to negotiate. But there are certain things where we do tell our clients, absolutely, it's the right time to walk away. But for many clients that don't walk away because by then they've spent... Um, let's say a month looking for a property. They've negotiated on three or five properties, got one property and then spent 21, 30 days negotiating it and also spending the money on getting the finance approved and all of a sudden they're left with going, well, all I have to do is pay an extra 50K, why not, and just close the deal. But that is not the point. It is about what you can get in terms of longevity into the future. Um, and it's all about protecting your assets and growing your assets. So again, if you are looking for a company who can help you do that, who can absolutely grow your asset and grow your wealth in the fastest possible way and is not transactional and is there to support you and grow with you, connect with me at helentarrant.com. Reach out to me by clicking on the link below to book in for a strategy call or email me at helen at commercialpropertycashflow.com.au. So I hope this has been helpful to pinpoint some of the areas. Always look at what you're outlaying and what is in the future potential of and what is the return you're getting directly or maybe 10, you know, 10, 12 months down the track and also 24 months. So always look at capital costs um, and also incentives for clients because I'm always be happy to give incentives to tenants um, coming into the property over doing capital works. Um, I would outlay an incentive to a client any day over capital works. So don't forget, you know, there's many ways to skin a cat or many ways or road leads to Rome, how you can negotiate a deal. So if you are getting tripped up or worried and you're in the middle of due diligence and you're in the deal by yourself and you're not sure, reach out to me again, helentarrant.com. Uh, and I look forward to helping you in your commercial property journey. Bye for now and keep hunting. I hope this episode has given you some clarity of when to walk away from a commercial property deal and when to stay now there's multiple ways to skin a cat and you've got to think creatively when you're doing commercial property deals and you actually one of the fundamental things that I do as a commercial property educator and also as a bias agent is that I not only educate our clients on understanding how to put deals together in commercial property how to negotiate how to see things on the from the other person's point of view but also I spend a lot of my time educating agents of how deals are made and how deals can come together due to um, how deals can come together, due to them talking to the vendor, uh, adjusting their mindset and conditioning the vendor to understand that certain points they can, it's easier to take a is either to take a discount and settle and go unconditional with the property than to hold out for their price point. So there's many, many ways of putting commercial property deals together, many, many ways to grow your portfolio and undervalue 
what most people are chasing that in the residential is not how it works in commercial in commercial it's about finding the fair deal doing the deal at a right price that is fair for all parties and that how you can later on when you inherit the property make a good property great so on that note I hope you've enjoyed this. If you're looking for someone to partner up with you in your commercial property journey, someone to help you build a cash flow rich portfolio, reach out to me, get my book, link below to the book and reach out and let's have a strategy session, obligation free and join and check out many of my resources out there for additional information on commercial property. And I, and let me know what you want to know as the next topics on commercial property, email me and let me help you create more cash flow and growth and sustainability in your portfolio through commercial property you've been listening to commercial property investor show tune into the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property